So we're going to learn a letter that the Rebbe sent to all the Jewish people on a um, similar setup to this year. Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos in um, 1990. 1990, yeah. Okay. Baruch Hashem, Matzei to the sons and daughters of Israel, wherever they are, all places, but no places that they are. Hashem Aleim Yichu, God bless you all. Greetings and blessings. In continuation to the previous letter from the 18th of El, after first starting with a blessing, to bless everyone with a through written and sealed for good, for a good and sweet year. And now that we're closer to Rosh Hashanah, we're in the week of Slichas. And the end of this week is Rosh Hashanah. So it's an appropriate time to go a little bit deeper in a few of the points that were touched on in the previous letter. I've sent another letter that year on the 18th of El. There's a second letter from the 25th of El. So what about the special lesson from the fact that of the, the way Rosh Hashanah falls out this year, Rosh Hashanah falls out on the day of Shabbos. There, it was already um, touched on and discussed many times that when two holy things come together, each one influences the other and adds something novel to the other. Same is also appropriate, same also applies regarding Rosh Hashanah falling out on Shabbos. That when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, there's something that's added to Rosh Hashanah. And that is, at this year, there is a Shabbos Dik Rosh Hashanah. It's a Rosh Hashanah of Shabbos. As we see also in the Halacha, that when a Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, we do not pull the shofar. So we see a Rosh Hashanah, we see a Shabbos um, adding to Rosh Hashanah a new character, a new flavor. That is, that on Rosh, this year we do not pull the shofar. When Azeich and Gedim Shabbos, as lib dem was thus in Ksama Shabbos, and Shabbos Rosh Hashanah is a Shabbos Ahechra. So too, regarding Shabbos, because this Shabbos is Rosh Hashanah, it's a higher kind of Shabbos. It's a Shabbos of Rosh Hashanah. It's a Rosh Hashanah Shabbos, not just a regular Shabbos. Rosh Hashanah adds something to it. It becomes a Rosh Hashanah Shabbos. A Shabbos Rosh Hashanah. Is a Shabbos Ahechra? Is a Shandika Shabbos? This Shabbos is a higher kind of Shabbos. It's a Rosh Hashanah kind of Shabbos. In Shabbos itself, in Ferran Film Madrigas, in Shabbos itself, there are many levels. If I stand for the Moshna Kosta, Shabbos Rabbos, and Shabbos for Shabbate, as though the Indian for Shabbos, Shabbos Gabi Shabbos. The Torah describes Shabbos in different terms. Sometimes we find the words Shabbos Shabbos, Shabbos of Shabbosim, Shabbos for Shabbate. So even within Shabbos itself, there could be a more of a Shabbos thicker Shabbos, more of a, a Shabbos which has a higher level of Shabbos within it. So this Shabbos, because it's Rosh Hashanah, it has a higher kind of quality because Rosh Hashanah adds something to it. So Shabbos adds something to Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah adds something to Shabbos. Could they better to understand the forbund from Shabbos to Rosh Hashanah, and we either from Zeis Mashpia if the Zweiten, that from Friday to Erklären the Shutvesdik and the Kudah from Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos, in order to better understand the connection between Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah, and, each, and how each of them influences the other, let's first explain the commonality, 
that Shabbos Rosh Hashanah both have. So Shemir Mo'un Gerat Gevarin. As a heaped punct from Rosh Hashanah is was damot kreinen idnem ebishnal smelech. We spoke many times that the main point of Rosh Hashanah is that the Jewish people then crown Hashem as their king. Als melech Yisrael and als melech Elam. They crown Hashem as the king of the Jewish people and they crown Hashem as the king of the whole world. We may bet in as we ask in every single one of our prayers that Hashem should reign, Hashem should um, be the king of the entire world. He should reveal his kingship over the whole world. The coronation of a king was connected with the absolute devotion of the entire people and of each person individually to the king. How is the king coronated? The whole people, all the people crown, devote themselves to the king, and each individual devotes himself to the king. Through their devotion to the king, they affect the king. The king should want to accept their request and agree to become their king. Same as applies also in regards to crowning Hashem as our king. How do we cause Hashem to want to accept our request that he reign over us? It's through our devotion to him. Devotion to Hashem has that itself has many levels, and the devotion we're looking for is that to feel that we're nothing other than a servant of Hashem. In the note over here, Rebbe quotes uh, the Rebbe Rashab who says the subservience of a, of a servant to a master is not because of the master's virtues, nor is it because the master gives something to the servant. So too, our acceptance of Hashem throughout the year, especially Rosh Hashanah, is a devotion to Hashem. It's not because, not because of something Hashem gives us, or because of the virtues of Hashem, Hashem's qualities, so to speak. Rather, it's a total and absolute devotion. So that's the... Um, that's the theme of, of crowning Hashem as a king, like a human car, a carnation of a regular king. It's, it's the, the carnation is achieved by everyone exhibiting their total devotion to the king, and so to we exhibit our total devotion to Hashem to the point that we feel that we're nothing other than a servant of Hashem. And that's what happened in the very first Rosh Hashanah. When God created man, Adam caused all of creation to accept the sovereignty of Hashem. Other magicians said, let's bow down, let's prostrate ourselves before Hashem, our Maker. Kneeling and bowing is a devotion, is the abnegation that the creatures show to their Creator. 
Und der Mut ist der Ebersche geworden, Melech. Das war gerade bekannt, King. Wie wir sagen, jeden Freitag und zusammen mit der Ukraine von dem Ebersche, durch andere Rischen, durch den ersten Freitag und von der Barschaft, und Schemach, und Schemach, und Schemach, why every Friday night, uh, every Friday, every Friday morning, we say on every Friday morning, Hashem was the king, he garbed himself in grandeur. Why do we say on a Friday morning? Because that's when, that's when Adam crowned God as king. And all of creation crowned God as king. So therefore, Hashem became the king then. Um, so, so how do you become a king? Through, through, through all of creation bowing before Hashem. That's what, that's what um, Rosh Hashanah is about. Rosh Hashanah is about the coronation. And that's a common that's a common denominator. Rosh Hashanah has with Shabbos. Shabbos also creates in a Jew this feeling of devotion to Hashem. Then Beiri Elam Hashem is saying no. We have a voice in Shabbos creates Ein Bayidin, the Emunah and Chidush Elam, Kishish Yom Asavaya, with the Shmaim Mesaretz. Shabbos engraves in a Jew this faith that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. So Shabbos also, because it makes us conscious how Hashem made us, as we're on Shabbos, we're celebrating God creating us. Um, so Shabbos also gives us a sense of devotion to Hashem too, because we feel Hashem on Shabbos we're, we're focused on our faith in Hashem, how He created us. In Anwesenheit von Melech, 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 zusammen mit dem vollständigen Bittel, was kommt natürlich in den Satzustand von Emfem Melech. To explain this more deeply, it's not just what Shabbos reminds us of. It's not just that we're celebrating Shabbos, we're reminded of something. But the holiness of Shabbos, which shines in the soul of every Jew, and it's there by itself. Shabbos is not a day that is sanctified by the Jewish people. Shabbos is a day that's holy by itself. So Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos, shines in the, in the soul of a Jew. And it creates the feeling in every Jew that he's standing in front of the king. And when you're in front of the king, you have absolute devotion to the king. It's natural. When you're in front of the king, there's a devotion to the king. So Shabbos gives us this sense that we're face-to-face with the king. So both Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos contribute to the same point, which is devotion to Hashem. Rosh Hashanah, because we're coronating Hashem as king. And Shabbos because it puts us face to face in front of Hashem. Shabbos puts us kami malka. Shabbos puts us in front of the king. Not only because of what we're reminded of, but, but just because of intrinsically, on the day of Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos puts a Jew face to face with Hashem. So that's what they have in common. Now we're going to see what they contribute to each other. And in them all comes to the uftu of the vereinigung of Shabbos and Shana, the chetutuf, and this is the unique quality of the unity of Shabbos or Shashana that accomplishes that this unity causes a symbiotic, a synergistic power that the Shashana crowning of Hashem is done in a Shabbistic way and that the Shabbos elevation is done in a, a more elevated way than regular Shabbos is a double Shabbos. To declining in them be kitzro, to explain this briefly, what that means. How does our Shashanah become, how does our crowning of Hashem become a Shabbos like a crowning? And how does our Shabbos become a elevated Shabbos? What, what, what does that mean? That it declining in them be kitzro. There are two approaches 
in the way a servant of the king can be devoted to a king. One way can be as follows. A person, it's true, he is in a state of, he identifies as a servant of the king. He doesn't have any entity for himself. He is just a servant of the king. Whenever a servant acquires something, Halacha says it automatically belongs to his master. So a servant has no legal entity to himself. He is a possession of the master. So that's true with a regular servant. How much more so the servant of a king, he is nothing other than a possession of the king. Nevertheless, the servant feels himself that he does have an entity to himself. Although he is the property of the master, he feels himself to exist. He feels, he feels his own identity. What's his identity? His identity is a servant. He does um, realize that he is, his identity is a servant, but... Um, he still feels himself. He feels that I am a servant of the king. I am someone who is, belongs to the king. I'm devoted to the king. But I am me. I am a servant of the king. So there is a sense of self. Even someone who is a servant of the king still feels himself as an entity. What is their identity? Their identity is that they're a servant of the king. And under then there's a higher and different kind of, of devotion to Hashem. As they feel clowned in the Messias, a feel needs also Messias for He doesn't feel his own entity at all, his own, his own identity at all. He doesn't even feel I am a servant of the king. It's as if all there is is the king alone. He doesn't feel I am the servant of the king. All that he feels is there's the king. Does get a tifre fashtan in the din as a shana choyis b'shabes bosman is shefer. This higher kind of devotion to the king where you don't feel yourself as, as a, you don't feel yourself as a separate entity gives us a deeper understanding in the halacha than when a Shoshana falls out on Shabbos we're not allowed we don't blow the shofar there nit blows on shofar the fact we don't blow the shofar is nit a passive it's not a passive um, not doing it's not that we're just we're, we, we happen it's not just that we're passive we don't blow the shofar we're actively not blowing the shofar there's something we're doing. We are not blowing the shofar. It's not that we're passive. It's that it's something that we are doing. We are specifically, consciously not blowing the shofar. What does that mean? Our not blowing the shofar is an expression of a very high level of devotion to Hashem, of a Jew. That there's nothing besides God Himself. Our coronation of Hashem is not achieved as it is ordinarily through our efforts, through us following the shofar. As the Gemara says, Hashem asks us, I want you to crown me. How should you crown me? Crown me with the shofar. But rather, our crowning of Hashem, Hashem is not with our activity, our efforts, our crowning of Hashem is by not long the shofar. This expresses an a even deeper devotion to Hashem. 
that you're not, it's not that you're feel that you're a separate entity, you have to bow down to Hashem, but rather there is there's no one here at all. There's no one to bow down. It, 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 it's it's that you're face to face with Hashem, and you're in the king's not just in the king's palace, but you're in front of the king. And so automatically there's no no one um, no one needs to bow down because all you feel is the king. When you're a separate entity, so then how do you express your devotion to the king? By bowing down to the king. But when you're face to face with the king, so then there's no sense of self. There's, there's, no, there's no entity that needs to bow down. Because all there is is the king. There's no sense, sense of self at all. As mentioned in the previous letter, the day of Rosh Hashanah specifically call, is called the head of the year. Why the head of the year? Because this day has to have an influence on all the days, weeks, and months of the year. This point has to come to have an impact practically in our lives. In our daily life, and action is the main thing. What's a practical application of doing what we just said? Not have a sense of a, of a not, not only to be a servant of Hashem, not even to feel yourself as a servant, not to feel yourself as an entity at all. How do you do this? What's an example of how we would actually do this? So we're going to give an example in the idea of Avsisrael. A Jew gives charity, or he does any act of kindness. Is It's so important to have a smile. In order that the recipient shouldn't feel embarrassed, you shouldn't feel sad. You shouldn't. You shouldn't feel depressed. The way this is achieved in general is is when the giver doesn't feel higher than the recipient. What? Paradigm, what way of thinking does the giver need to inculcate in himself in order to feel level to level, to feel equal with the recipient? He has to remember that more than he is giving the poor man, the poor man's giving him. He, he is receiving by giving. This is, this is true for many reasons. One of them is because the kindness that Hashem gives a person is because of their own kindness. So he's actually receiving more by giving. Besides the actual fact that giving itself is. It says in, in Chassidus how, how, how much it does for a person spiritually and physically, the, the act of giving. And, not, and not just, uh, it's, it's something which is, I mean, can go on and on. Psychologically, what it gives a person that he feels that he's worth something, he's able to give. And it says in Chassidus how it opens your heart and mind a thousand times, makes your heart and mind a thousand times more pure so that you're able to achieve in one minute what takes a thousand minutes. So that's, that's what you need to think about in general in order to feel that you're equal to the recipient, how you're receiving from them. That's one level. As Albert Farana had a there's a higher level. As I feel a higher level is not that you're equal to the recipient. The higher level is you don't, you don't even feel that you're the giver. Rather, all that you feel is just the tzaka. You don't feel that you're the giver and not that you're receiving from the recipient. All you, all you feel is that there's a mitzvah of tzaka. As a anayashus hamitzis for nation, you don't feel. That you are someone who is giving. Because you don't feel that you're giving anything, there's no necessity to uh, to um, 
caution that you shouldn't have this um, sense of, of um, uh, feel higher than the recipient because you don't feel yourself at all. So that's a higher level. Higher level is you don't feel that you're giving anything. In general, we want to achieve that you should refuse. So says in general, the Gemara says in general, you, should, you, you have to give with a smile. How you give with a smile? How you make the first person not feel fa- sad? And we give by realizing you're receiving from giving them. But a higher level is you don't even feel that you're giving. As we wrote to me, be Hashem's will. As by thinking about all of these aforementioned ideas, by each Jew, a man and woman, it should be, it should, this should strengthen the recognition that the true reality of every Jew, man, woman, and child, what is, his true, what is the true reality of every Jew? That they are, that every Jew is, an actual part of Hashem. And that's why a Jew and Hashem are, so to speak, like one, because a Jew is an actual part of Hashem. And this is a, a preparation to celebrate Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, wherein the Torah says that there's a special celebration. Atzeres Tiyelachem, God says, the first days of Sukkot, we bring sacrifices totaling 70, because there are 70 nations, and these 70 sacrifices elevate and... and um, nations of the world and protect them, protects them but then after that there's a unique celebration that God says to us I want to celebrate with you alone so the Zohar says on the day of Simchas Torah the Jewish people and the king are alone so this celebration of Simchas Torah what brings us to that kind of um, paradigm it's, it's preceded by this understanding and this this, this by strengthening in ourselves the recognition that what our true reality is is, is, a, is a fact that we are neshama, we have a part of Hashem in us, that we're one with Hashem. This brings us to that day of Simchas Torah when we celebrate that, when it's revealed. Parenthetically, this is also the meaning of the deep request of King David, who is called the sweet singer of Israel. And all the songs are said in the name of all the Jewish people. King David says, let my song come before you. Let your ear listen to my song. He says, my, my prayer should come to your face. So the word um, prayer in Hebrew, tefillah, comes from the word connection. And how should my prayer come before you as a song? That, which means, King David is talking about pouring out his soul and connecting himself with Hashem. And the convergence of the soul with its source, Hashem. That's what King David means when he says, let my, let, let my song come before you. He means, I want to be face to face with you and I want my soul to pour out to you and become one with you. So that's, that, that prayer of King David echoes this theme that a Jew and Hashem are one. That, that, and this comes by strengthening the realization in ourselves that our true realities are Hashem. And this will be revealed fully in the true and complete redemption through Mashiach, which is called the marriage of Hashem and the Jewish people forever, and starting in the immediate future, with, with blessing to be written and sealed for good, the good of sweet year, both materially and spiritually together. And then at the end of the letter, the Rebbe adds in his 
in his um, own handwriting, and in the whole world, and all of creation, and the Rebbe's signature. All right. So we know we, we need to go. We need to go to a place where we realize that who our, what our true identity is, where that we are a part of Hashem, that feel as a separate entity. And uh, this leads us into the uh, the year of Simchas Torah, celebrating with Hashem alone. This leads us into Mashiach. L'chaim, l'chaim, Definitely today it's all about Simcha, Dr. Bresman. It's all about Simcha. All about celebrating with Hashem today, before Shoshana, with absolute joy, absolute certainty that's going to be the best year ever, the coming Mashiach. And our joy itself is what uh, makes it happen. L'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim.